Life do change, it'll never be the same. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Let's get out of that. <laughs> Life do change by them fangs. Look it up. Excellent, excellent. Good old rock and roll right there. Life do change by them fangs. Okay, so how is life changing today? Let's find out. Good morning, everybody. Once again, we're here on the Mad Jason podcast, brought to you by carholler.life and gig contractor. Oh, yeah, and the beach community, my next project. Because <laughs> I can't stop. I'm addicted to the internet. Oh, y'all think I'm crazy, don't you? Have you figured it out yet? I'm mad, Jason, because he's mad. Crazy mad, mad at the world, mad at his life changing, picking up the pieces and doing something about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I didn't do my good voice warm up this morning. All right, let's look at our Instagram feed this morning. If that is not art as commerce, I don't know what is. You people are just blind. That is a beautiful feed. <laughs> Do what? Yep. <laughs> That's a real squirrel right there looking at me. Uh, I caught that picture the other day. I was like, perfect. <laughs> That's why y'all forcing me to get out. That's why I'm doing the walk and talk beach challenge. It has nothing to do with anything. It's to get me out of this room. All right. So I can talk to y'all and be in a good mood. Because we're doing this every single day. Jason has a new job. <laughs> Hopefully our soon-to-be sponsor, Monster. All right. No, just kidding. I have no idea. I just keep begging. All right. So we have a blog up this morning. Where is it? Show notes. <laughs> Where'd it go? Um, blogs. Okay. So I am going to be begging for participation constantly because the whole purpose of the Carl or Life website is to get people's opinions of what's going on out here not only that because once we have all our opinions out there that's going to get boring tell me what's going on every day i don't know i'm stuck in a square room i'm tired of it i miss being out on the road big time somebody want to offer me a job job driving a truck i will not take it but <laughs> i'll come with you <laughs> i'll help you load and unload a little bit not too much though um, unless you pay me all right, on today's podcast, so today's blog is titled Brokering in the Process of Shipping a Vehicle because I have to come up with topics every day. Excuse me if that made any noise moving my mic. Brokering in the Process of Shipping a Vehicle. On today's podcast and video, my goal is to speak on the brokering process. Hopefully, I won't be boring. I want to go through each step. So the steps, I'm just going to list them, then we'll go back through and talk about them for a minute. Meet the broker. Develop the trust, develop trust, explain the process of shipping a vehicle, schedule the pickup with the carrier, collect broker fee at pickup, monitor the vehicle while in transit, assist in any issues while in transit, final delivery, assure the vehicle arrived as picked up, if there was damage, mitigate the claim, and then ask the client and carrier for reviews. These are 10 steps I can think of right now. I'd love to hear your feedback on this podcast in the comment section below. Have a beautiful day. Be professional and stay safe out there. So that is our topic. So let's talk about meeting the broker. That's kind of where one of the roles I'm serving in now under the do-it-yourself shipping. 
I am acting as a client's broker when they want to post their vehicle on their own and deal with the carrier on their own. They don't need a broker in the process. It's not to eliminate the broker. It's not to, you know, um, create a U-ship environment, which is a mess. It's just to allow a client who can do it themselves, do it themselves for free. Let the carrier make all the money. I don't care. I hear that gripe all the time. I know carriers want it, but carriers don't know where to find clients because here was my situation every time a client would call me. I was in the wrong lane. Can you ship my vehicle from Texas to Wyoming? Sure, <laughs> was always the answer. <laughs> but let me let my wife handle that for me. Shift it to the broker. She would call him up. Jason's scheduled right now to go to California. He can't help you to Wyoming. However, I can help you. So you see how the process works? It's very simple. And it's not lying. But it's why we had to become a broker. Because we couldn't move those vehicles legally when that would happen. Simple. So we became a broker in 2008. So we've been doing this a long time now. Um, she's still active. She's our white glove service. She's the one you call at 512. What is her number? <laughs> oh, I need to put that up on her website. That reminds me. You call her at 512-489-4505 if you want white glove service. 512-489-4505. Now, what she handles now are mostly dealerships because they want white glove service. They just want to be able to tell her, I've got a car from A to B, handle it. And that's it. And then if they want to know the rates that she came up with, she'll give them a rate. If they don't, she just handles it. That's white glove service. If you wish to have your vehicle posted on the central dispatch, I'm happy to do that for you for $75. So as a client, you post your vehicle up on our do-it-yourself section, section, okay? You go to my store. You purchase the $75 um, pickup service. Yeah, I need to fix that. That's not really working. Okay, uh, the posting essential is working. I've, I've had a thought, like, okay, how does a client, because I want to charge you a payable pickup, right? But I may have to change that. While you can post a vehicle on a network carrier, so building your shipment for free, we do require 75 for post your central dispatch. This is going to be paid on or before pickup. Okay. So you can either pay it pre or, or post, but then you'll have to PM me or email me to let me know that's what you want to do. Yeah, I guess I'll have to. Yeah, I need to create some communication there. See, I can find errors in my own website. I just have to talk about it. All right. This is going to be a long podcast today. I can already tell. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to keep it interesting. Um, what else you got to do, truck driver? You're driving down the road listening to the podcast. Um, how am I going to fix that? You wish to have your vehicle listen to the center of the No worries. I'll go purchase the store. All right, I'll figure that out later. I might do a contact form. Yeah. Okay. Y'all don't need to hear me work. Um, so let's go back to the blog. What is a blog? Who came up with that? B log. I want to write. I'm going to change the name of that. Okay. So right, right now we're in step one. We're meeting the broker. I am your broker. 
and you're meeting me for the first time. My name is Mad Jason. Okay, my real name is James Jason Adams, but you can find me on Facebook under that too. J Jason Adams forward slash at Facebook.com. Um, so we're meeting the broker. Now we're developing our trust. So I'm talking about my process. <clears throat> under do-it-yourself shipping, once you've registered to become a client, um, once you have registered to become a client, let me think. Yeah, that's not working either. Okay, that's something else. Uh, once you've registered to become a client, um, you add a new load. Okay? You go through that process of creating a load. Year, make, model, load reference number. Clients typically won't have a reference number, but if you want to say, you know, Billy's car or something like that. Contact name, if it's different from the member, person responsible for pickup or delivery. So we want to know who we're going to be talking to. So load reference number could also be your name uh, if you're the one doing the order. Uh, shipping situation, um, just tell us what's going on. You know, is the car sitting in the middle of a field? Is it, um, there's plenty of space there, just expand it from the corner. Um, you know, just tell us where it's, what's, what's going on. Is it sitting in a field? Is it, you know, broken? Is it running? Um, oh, yeah, that's something else I need to add. Open in app. Okay. See, I'm finding mistakes all over the place. All right. So we have our trailer type open and closed. We have our vehicle type, uh, car, truck, SUV, van, estimated pickup late, estimated delivery date. Now, these are estimated because a broker cannot tell a carrier when and how to pick these vehicles up. It just can't be done. Carriers have their own schedules and they will tell a broker anything they want to hear to get the car. However, reality sets in, <laughs> and maybe they overpromised. We are not going to call the carrier a liar because I used to overpromise all the time. <laughs> yes, I can get it there tomorrow, and then two days later it arrives. It's just overpromising. It's not lying. So we want estimated pickups. What time frame are you looking at? You know, I need it the week of whatever. So just pick a date. Um, but, but trust me, it doesn't mean anything. So estimated pickup, estimated delivery, and then pickup address, delivery address. And then an image of the car. This is what I think is kind of cool that I added to the whole process is an image of the car. My uh, first guy hasn't tried that yet. But, um, but yeah, so that would be kind of cool. Because there are cars, this is really the thinking on that was damaged cars. Because, you know, if you have a Copart car or an IAA auction car, you'd like to see if the bumpers are flying off or if the hood's latched. You know, these are kind of important issues <laughs> for a carrier to decide on what kind of rate they're going to charge. So that's the purpose of the, the picture. So please use the picture area. Um, okay, let's go back to our blog and see where our next step is. So we're developing trust right now. I'm telling you how to do, how to work the website. Um, now I'll explain the process of shipping a vehicle. <sighs> How do you do that? Explain the process of shipping a vehicle. So whether it's through me, through our white glove service, you know, whatever. Once you've designated your carrier, let's call them Jason Auto Shipping since we don't exist anymore, or I don't exist anymore in that regard. So let's say we, we decided on Jason Auto Shipping. He had the best rate, right? So we call up Jason, or Jason calls us, and they go, hi, <laughs> we would like to ship your, or pick up your vehicle. So you schedule a pickup time. Now, 
here's where the process gets complicated. We would love, every carrier out there doing individual vehicles would love to pull up at your front door. Okay, let's just start there. That would be our best bet because we don't like driving the cars from point A to point, or let's say sub A to sub B, right? It's dangerous. Something could happen. We're on the hook for that. Our insurance covers it because I believe some, most insurance companies are five miles, but some are one mile. <clears throat> so we can't drive your car more, much more than one to five miles, okay, legally because, you know, liability issues, right? So we would love to pull up to your front door. However, we drive big trucks. Not every neighborhood is set up for a big truck. And what I mean by that, well, the moving van came in here and y'all are the same size. Yes. However, what you didn't notice was all the trees grew. <laughs> you know, you might have been a new uh, neighborhood uh, when moving vans were coming in. Well, moving vans come in now. Yeah, okay. They're in a dry van. Dry vans can can handle trees scraping down the side of them. A lot of guys don't like scratching up their trailers like that, but moving vans don't mind. They just know it's part of the cost of doing business, right? So trees are our enemies. Um, so that's why we can't necessarily come into your neighborhood, even though they're big and wide streets. We've got to watch out for trees because if we scratch a car, tree damage is something else on a car. You got tar and everything. I mean, it's got to be buffed, and it's very expensive to fix that. Um, you sound like you know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So I've made that mistake a couple of times. Or trees just sneak up on you. You think it's tall enough, but it's not. All right. It looked fine. Um, so the first, so let's start with, with the first assumption. We want to show up at your front door. This is what drives me crazy about lead generator sites that just lie. They're just looking for your information so they can sell it to some other broker. We cannot do door to door necessarily. Three car guy might can actually can because they're sitting lower and they can make the corners. Six car guys can't or anything bigger than a six the high mounts because of the height of the trees. Um, the big trucks, um, maybe the pickup truck, six car guys can, I don't know. I'm getting in, I'm flashing on all the different types of trucks. Um, but let's go with the, the big mount guy, because that's going to be your best rate for longer distances because they can pack more on their big trucks. Um, so I go, okay, I would love to meet you at your home. However, looking at Google maps, I can already tell your neighborhood's full of trees. What is the next closest place that we can meet that's large? Typically, that's a Home Depot, a Lowe's, or a Walmart, or some other big shopping center. Because we can get into shopping centers. Trucks go in and out of there all the time. We just have to find the correct entrance, right? So big parking lots are the best places to, to meet. I've always done this. It's never been an issue. Lowe's and Home Depots, to me, are the best because they have the least amount of traffic. Walmarts are kind of crazy as far as their front parking lots go. You typically have to meet around in the back. Um, same with Home Depot and Lowe's. You can meet around the back too there uh, or on the side. Um, so let's assume that we want to meet your door, but we can't. So the process of shipping a vehicle is meeting in a parking lot. Okay. So we meet you. You drive up with the car. We greet each other. And then I'll begin my inspection. Okay. I look for, I'm looking for small dents, dings, scratches, anything that could be considered transit damage. Um, after I deliver it. 
I'm thinking back through my process. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> I used to rattle this stuff off. So I'm looking for any kind of minor damage, major damage, whatever. So I'm marking up my BOL. That's what that means. I've had some clients freak out over that. My car's not, because <laughs> once the BOL's done, it looks like it's a piece of shit. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just little things that I found. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> really what you're doing, um, to be honest, client or the carrier is covering their butt because they don't want to pay. They don't want you to not have seen a scratch or, you know, something and, and then blame them. So a good carrier will always take the time to do a proper BOL, not just circle the car and go multiple scratches. That doesn't work unless it is like too many to annotate. Then that makes sense. However, don't be lazy and mark all the little scratches, you know, um, and point them out to the, uh, to the client, you know, show them what you're seeing. All right. So we get our BOL marked up, we get it signed off and then the carrier begins the process of loading. They set their ramps, they set their trailer deck, they set their straps out or chains, you know, they, they drive it up, they strap it down, they, they chain it down, um, and then they reset their decks and then they move on to the next client and to your final destination. Okay. So I'm going to call that the process of shipping a vehicle. Now that's interesting. Schedule the pickup with the carrier. I should change that to the delivery. Next, we're going to schedule the delivery um, date. No, let's, no, let's do that later. Schedule the delivery with the carrier. So the carrier, before he leaves, says, okay, it'll probably take me a couple days, right? Should be there by the whatever. Um, I will call you, though, if anything changes. Or I will call you once I'm 24 hours uh, out. Because within 24 hours, a carrier generally knows what time he's going to be at a certain location. He's already planned it out at that point. So that's really what you're waiting on. That's why carriers hem and haul, or they give you, you know, overpromise because they haven't quite figured it out yet. Um, weather conditions could change. Uh, a client could maybe not meet them. You know, the car before yours, you know, could have had an issue. So you never know. Um, so carriers aren't giving you excuses. Sometimes they're just not telling you the full reason because it's none of your business, right? <clears throat> you know, if the car before him said that they could meet him on Tuesday and then they had something come up and now they can't meet him to Wednesday, he just lost a whole day sitting waiting for Wednesday to come. Because what's he going to do? Run 500 miles and then come back? No, he's going to sit there and wait for that client. That happened to me several times. So then you have to call up every client after. You know, I try to give a couple days spacing in between each one and then go, oh, I'm early. You know, clients love it when you're early sometimes. But remember, too, they're planning their schedule around your schedule. So that's why communication in the scheduling is very important. And that's a lot of times where brokers get involved because um, nobody's communicated correctly. So if you communicate with each other correctly, the broker should never have to get involved in scheduling. Okay. So now then our typical process for broker, excuse me this morning, the monster's making me hiccup. Um, so then typically after the carrier has picked up the vehicle is when we, the broker, um, 360 Auto Transport, collects our broker fee at pickup. That's always been our, our practice. Um, we send the client, uh, you know, the invoice at that time because we have the car in transit. So we've done our jobs. We found your carrier. Um, now we do expect that to be paid before delivery because otherwise we're going to have the carrier collect it for us. So don't, don't think you're going to, you know, sidestep our fee. <laughs> I've had it happen. So, um, 
All right, so we collect our biography to pick up. Now, the next process is to monitor the vehicle while in transit. You know, check on the driver once in a while. Make sure he's doing okay. Make sure everything's on track. And if it's not, if you detect a problem, you know, try to start working it out then while it's in transit. Um, assist in any issues while in transit. Then we have our final delivery, sure that the vehicle arrived as picked up. So make sure all the damage is the same, you know, the same condition that the car was picked up in is delivered in. Um, if there was damage, mitigate the claim. Now, what does that mean? So one thing we've always explained to our clients is this. By law, the carrier is always entitled to the delivery fee, period. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yes, it would be nice and easy if it's a COD and there looks like there's $250 worth of damage on a car, you know, because it got scratched or the bumper got bumped. You know, things do happen, okay? Because it looks like there's $250 worth of damage, you know, you cannot take it out of the COD. So if you owe the carrier $650, you can't then take $250 out and give them $400. It just doesn't work that way. Carriers are always entitled to the delivery fee, period. Because insurance will cover the damage. However, deductibles are high now. They can range anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000, which means the carrier then is responsible for the first $1,000, $2,000 worth of damage. Now, that makes it up to the carrier to pay the damage fee. And then this is where it gets messy because a bumper is maybe $450, $500 to fix nowadays, right? So here's what's going to happen. The carrier in the moment can negotiate with you the 250 and just turn around and give you 250 back. That's fine. Perfectly acceptable. I would have them sign off on the BOL, damage claim mitigated. However, once the carrier leaves, are they going to be an honest carrier and pay their actual damage? So from the client's point of view, get it marked on the BOL. I damaged the vehicle or the vehicle was damaged in transit. Mark the vehicle's damage. Have the carrier sign off on it. The carrier won't sign on, off on it, which we've had happen before. Then that's a dispute. So then take pictures before you move the car. And I would suggest drivers take their own pictures before the car moves. You're developing the evidence. Because then this is the purpose of car hauler life. Because the legal way to handle this then is to go to court civil court who's going to show up for all that well let's have a court of opinion right binding i would hope on car hollow life i have a section set up already for disputes the founding members will be a part of it the carrier will be a part of it and the, and the client will be a part of it so if we need to mitigate damage claims we have a place now to do it and then we can even let all the members in you know, I can create another place where we let all the members in, look at the evidence, and form their opinion. And then whoever's opinion win, wins. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, I think, because this happens more often than you'd think. Not very often, but often enough. Because some carriers just don't feel like they damaged the vehicle in transit. They might have missed that scratch at pickup, which is okay. So that's what I think, but any car hauler with tons of experience can tell what damage occurred and how. I can look at damage and just go, yeah, that's the carrier's fault. <laughs> I mean, if the scratches on the bumper go up and down, that's the carrier's fault because that means two bumpers.
sat there and rubbed together the whole time because he put them too close. Okay. I've had carriers try to say, that wasn't me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and then I shut them down. My wife has me call them. <laughs> yeah, you sure? All right. So final delivery. Sure the vehicle arrived as picked up. If there was damage, we'll mitigate the claim. And then the last step that I could think of is ask the client and the carrier for reviews. That's, again, the purpose of carhauler.life, right? I've got review sections in the company directory. That's why I want all my carriers to be signed up there. It's important. I may have to create a separate review site for this free directory I've, I've created. Uh, well, there's sort of reviews. Um, what I'm doing there is just comments. <clears throat> comments are not the same as reviews. <laughs> you can end up with a ton of comments. This person sucks. But on company listing, clicking on it to check. Right there, front page, reviews. Okay? So you want to get notice, carrier? You're going to have to pay the $25 access fee, monthly accounting, you know, to be able to bid on these vehicles. Uh, well, not to be able to bid, because anybody can bid on these vehicles. I, I'm straightening this up because I just noticed a flaw in my system. Um, it's basically the honor system. I need the car haulers to sign up. I'd like the brokers to sign up also. Um, so that's kind of the whole point of this, but I recognize that $25 is a big ask when there's no content yet and no traffic. So that's kind of the dichotomy I'm in right now. Cart before the horse, truck before the trailer <laughs> or the trailer before the truck. Cause if you have a truck, you can go find work. Um, okay. So that is our topic for today. Is there anything else to talk about? I love this site. I'm sorry, but this is just absolutely beautiful. I get lost in it. Okay, so we're walking around, we're brokering the process of shipping the vehicle. Yeah, I think we're done. All right, and we're only 26 minutes in. Let's go to 30. Let's just ramble for a minute. So my walk and talk beach challenge <laughs> is going to end soon. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to do this again on video, uh, but maybe a shorter version. Uh, I'll do it later today. Um, but the walk and talk is getting me out of the room. It's getting me um, uh, some exercise that I need. It's great. So I want to start, the reason I'm calling it a challenge is I want to start seeing car haulers doing the same thing. Walk beside your truck. I don't care. You don't have to go to the beach. But walk around where you're at for a minute. You know, Show me a video and then post it up on the website. See, I'm trying to help develop content for everybody. Um, so show me what you're doing today, car hauler. That's the challenge. You know, just do a quick, don't be embarrassed. Just go do it. Um, you know, show me loading a vehicle. I don't care, but we have a video section on the, on the website at carhauler.life, um, where you can showcase this. So it doesn't go out into the wild, wild public. You know, it's just going to be in our little community. It is public, but it's just going to be in our little community. So that's what I'm, I'm shooting for um, on the walk and talk challenge. And I'm going to keep doing it until I get some response or I get noticed. So I've turned into an attention seeker. I don't like it. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Look at my feed. I mean, I've got to practice what I preach. This is why I kind of try to point everybody to facebook.com forward slash mad.jason.169. I want you to see who I am, my real persona. Um, or, or, or a persona that I'm creating. My James Jason Adams is just my real world stuff. You know, that's for nobody's really business. So I've stopped even using that account. 
Um, and I've been Facebook verified. You're evidently allowed to have a couple of accounts. So, uh, so this is my professional persona is what I told them. Um, so the walk and talk beach challenge is basically get out of your truck, show me what you're up to. Um, and then look at my feed, you know, you'll see what I'm thinking because when I come across something, I don't share nothing for nothing, uh, or for no reason. So that is how I think. These are thoughts of mine that other people have said better than I can. Um, I mean, I do think I'm pretty smart, but when it comes to the gift of gab, I heard, uh, heard Gary V say that the other day. I don't have the gift of gab. Ah, but you would never know it talking 30 minutes in. Okay, we're going to end this at 30 minutes. Let's go back out with a little bit of them fangs. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And have a beautiful day and be safe. And be professional.